Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Byron Carlin, and with me today, I have Freddie Pritchard on, also known as Grimmy Ranner, who is a professional esports commentator and journalist, largely working with the game CSGO, which is also known as Counter-Strike for people who aren't gamers. Um, I remember Counter-Strike coming out in 2000. I had it on the Xbox, and I also had Counter-Strike Global Defensive on the F360. It is like the quintessential competitive shooter. Like its longevity is ridiculous. Like, I think Counter-Strike Global Offensive came out in 2012 and it's still one of those games that you see at esports um, competitions and stuff. So it was amazing having Freddy on. I would have thought that I was a big gamer and would have known a bit about esports. It turns out I don't know that much at all. Um, so it was a fascinating conversation. Even talking about some of the money that goes into these tournaments, um, all the gamers that are in it. It was really, it was a really, really fascinating conversation. I loved it. Um, I actually met Freddie in a pub, I met him in Whelan's after a gig, which made me thinking, how many guests on the podcast have I met after a gig and has to be on the, on the show? And it's like 80% at this point, I think. It's something ridiculous. So uh, if you want to come on, I think that's the best way to do it. But anyway, I'm going to stop rambling and get on with the episode. Um, and here's the theme music by Zach Stevenson. Recording now, I hit it there, where this is episode number 32, and I'm joined by Freddie Pritchard, also known as Grimmy Ranner, is it? Definitely. Perfect. Yes, Nailed perfect. We met in Whelan's, I think? Yeah, I think it was a, <laughs> a strange night in Whelan's. I was pulled out by my friend who is friends with Skinner? Skinner? Skinner, yeah. yeah. He knows, it was like the photographer Connor who was doing the photography that night. Oh, Connor's Creations, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I met him as well. I just met everyone that night, pretty much. It was Connor's Creations. Uh, and then Skinner, and then my friend turned around and was like, "Oh, you should meet this guy." Uh, to like to me to you, uh, and then I think we spoke for minutes, if that. And then here I am. Yes, was someone playing? I can't even remember why I was there. <laughs> it it would have been Skinner. Skinner was playing in Wheelands. Yes. Oh, Wheelands wants to watch. It was Wheelands wants to watch, yes. wasn't it? Yes, yes. Okay, that that reminds me. Okay, that brings me back. Right. So, uh, if you just want to introduce, yourself. so you're an esports commentator and journalist. I said, would that be kind of? Yeah, I think yeah. that's pretty. Um, so I mainly focus in CS:GO commentating. Um, I'm currently under a full time contract with a company called CCT, and the whole idea is that they have games fucking all the time. <laughs> it's it's um it's. A seven it's, it's, it's split between seven different regions so you've got north america south america and then all the europe's mm. and they all have their respective online tournaments and then offline tournaments and the whole idea is that you're getting points throughout this whole like literal two-year tour um and then you have this massive tournament which is five hundred thousand euro uh five hundred five hundred thousand dollars prize pool at the beginning of 2024 mm. um so it's a really big just like massive project they normally in esports for people who don't know you wouldn't be under contract for stuff like this this oh, would is you not? this is like the f like when, when this came about it was a massive like everyone was talking about mm. it um and at my time in my career it was perfect so i got the offer and was the first person signed the contract perfect decision it was really good and there's eight of us on the contract and they also have like a, an army of freelancers who do like come in when we can't do and stuff like that mm. and then yeah with the journalism um i picked it up this summer there's a a website called uk csgo and it used to be massive in like 2019 
and then the person who run it got an offer from Wolves Esports. So works Wolves there. Wolves Esports. Yeah. So you know Wolves like the football team. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. They're co-owned yeah. by a, um, a well, the people who own them own also a esports company, which I'm actually wearing their jersey right now. EG <laughs> Gaming. So they like are very invested in esports. So the guy who used to run that went over to EG. Uh, was went went over to Wolves and like does all the esports stuff there. Um, and the, the website died basically. Right. And then the guy who runs it now is one of the better writers in esports. And he just kind of turned around to a group of us and was like, look, we should do this. And everyone just went, yeah, no, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I like so that. We, we restarted the website back in summer and it's like, it's going so well. It's gone a lot better than anyone would have expected. And like, we're just getting better and better. And then I do a lot of freelance stuff on the side as well with that. Yeah. And like, how did you get all, how, so we'll actually, we'll take about, how did you get into it in the first place? Were you a big gamer when you were younger or like what led to the the journey basically? Um, yeah. So my, my, my brothers are 10 years and seven years older than me. So I okay. grew up kind of around them playing like Call of Duty uh, and they would always have their like older friends over and would always exclude me. And you know, like as a, as a younger brother, you yeah. always want to get involved. So when they went off to university and school, I would sit down there and grind the fuck out of Call of Duty. <laughs> so they would come back and I would just smack their asses. And like that just gave me such like a fun, just like I would, they would come back and I'd be better than them. And then just like friends at school playing games. And then I found CSGO in 2016, 2015, late 2015, and just fell in love with the game. Like, I, I don't know what it was about it. I think, you know, skins in CSGO? You can, skins, yeah, you can it was, buy like- So when I was playing CSGO, I, I had Counter-Strike on uh, Xbox, the original Xbox, <laughs> um, it was class. And then I also had Counter-Strike CSGO on the Xbox 360. So I've actually yeah. never played it on oh. uh, PC. Well, I ha sorry, I have played on PC, when I got this PC, yeah. which is what we're recording off at the moment, I played it for the first time and I was just like, because there's no, you know, you're not dealing with mouse and keyboard yeah, players yeah, when you're yeah, on the yeah. Xbox 60. So went on to it and just was absolutely annihilated oh, in yeah. two seconds. I was like, it's it's past me now. This goes, <laughs> yeah. If, if anyone doesn't know, in CSGO, like Call of Duty and all those other games, you can buy skins in the game mm. for your weapons and it's massive. It's absolutely huge like i'm going to poland i was saying to you yeah, it's yeah. like for a skin website like it's absolutely Jesus huge Christ. like they um i saw someone sell something on twitter the other day for 500k yeah they go for crazy much. Like, i remember the yeah. uh do you remember that the, there was that uh controversy with the the website that oh, was set up syndicate Syndic and, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 jesus but like some of the the skins go for like particularly for the sniper the awp yeah. fuck <laughs> crazy and the knives as well i oh, think oh yeah. yeah and um it's just going more and more but yeah so I, I i think i was like attracted to the skins which is ironic because it's kind of come full circle now yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like working <laughs> with people who skins but um so this is this is a bit of an obscure one so i grew up in a very like traditional family mm. no no gaming you know like that wasn't science that was um approved of right and i actually used to compete in equestrian at like quite a high level yeah i saw i was i have that written down as a question yeah so it's like where does that come into um <laughs> and like i used to work like we, we we live on a farm i've grown up on a farm my whole life yeah. uh, like i've worked with horses since i was a child and when i was 16 i had a really bad accident uh, and almost died like a horse Jesus. i had um so uh, a rotation so the horse like rolled on me and like oh, i was out me. for half an hour um came off surprisingly well though like out for half an hour yeah Wow, and okay. like came off surprisingly well only had like a broken collarbone and like my back is a little bit skewed still like yeah, muscles wise yeah exactly it was like it came off surprisingly well and then so that was just in the before that was 2019 summer and so i was like properly depressed about it. like it, it, it kind of hit me mm. pretty hard and i just i just stopped i realized i could because i broke my left collarbone i realized i could still play cs i was still playing cs like quite a lot now yeah i realized i could put my arm on the uh, on the on the table and still be like fine playing cs 
playing like 15 hours a day regular <laughs> 15 hours like looks well, i literally like i was fairly depressed and just like i couldn't do anything else I suppose, yeah, we're and not doing anything. it just worked and yeah. like it worked over nicely and then uh covid hit not too long afterwards um and i basically just went into covid and just went like uh, and like I, in school i was doing more than well like i was straight a's i was fine with that so i could kind of almost like neglect school on like the online stuff and i i picked up like competitive cs and that's kind of how i got into everything and just started playing like uk competitive cs yeah. for best part of a year and a half two years um and then i went to university and like i was going to competitions um i've come top eight at like the top uk land jesus um and like i was playing i i, I never was like amazing but i was like good yeah so i was like, i'll take that to the grave um, yeah, being good at csgo is di- like you yeah. can say you're good at some shooters to be good at csgo is pretty impressive yeah. i remember what was it uh i was going out with a girl and her younger cousin who i think was 11 and i would have been 19 <laughs> was big into csgo and i was still playing on the x360 because i hadn't got a new uh I, they, we were on the ps4 at this stage i think and i was still playing the x360 so um is PS4? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was just uh, talking about it and stuff, and he was like, I'd absolutely destroy you. And he was like 11 <laughs> years of age, and I was just like, what? And he goes, I would destroy you. And he goes, you being good at COD doesn't mean you're good at CSGO. I was like, I, yeah. can, I can do it. And I just watched him play for like two seconds. I was like, fuck's sake. It was yeah, almost like he could see that. through walls, like he had an aimbot or something. Yeah, it's just yeah. ridiculous. It's um, an impressive shooter. What, what do you actually think makes it uh, to the point that it's like still going? Because like, what do you think? Like, because it is, in my opinion, when you think of a competitive shooter, the gold standard would be CSGO. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big part of it is, first, the community is just so big now. Mm. Like, it's so refined. And that's, and it hasn't, the game, if you look back 20 years ago, the game hasn't changed that much. No, it hasn't changed at like, all. Like, it's literally identical. And it's so simple, the movement, it's like the pacing wise as well. So people say it's about Valorant, it's too slow. And like, the movement speed is a little bit too slow. Mm. CS is just perfect. Like, the, the game changes every six months. And everyone sits there like, oh nice the yeah. same like w- w- <laughs> i will sit there and i will watch the same game for six months and i won't complain one bit and i don't know how but it just works and mm. i think a big part of it is that the game doesn't change but you always have people changing the game within the game so you have like new ideas new strategies new like oh my god i found out you could do this and that just never ends yeah and somehow a map's been around for 10 15 years i'm still seeing new stuff to this day because you have like thousands and millions of people all trying to figure out how to do new stuff and i think it just it's it's also very competitive like competitively at the top level you have a dynasty max for a year and that just is very rare now like you had maybe really like it's you that... have teams every other tournament as a new team winning and i think that's Jesus. why it's and also um a big part of cs nowadays is the like tier one to tier four everyone is mechanically the exact same so you have the ability as a tier four team that's probably unsalaried in an open qualify you could probably beat the best team in the world fuck <laughs> Jesus, what's your favorite map? Actually, you just mentioned the maps there. Ooh, favorite <laughs> map. Um, I I really like Nuke. Um, Nuke, I don't know if, oh, because right, okay. it's uh, it's it, it's it's definitely a map that is a little less one dimensional, yeah. and I think it has like a lot more to it. And um, yeah, it's just fun to watch. I think. More I than love anything. Office. I always thought Office oh, was great. Yeah, bit of crack that would be. <laughs> Uh, so like how so your first so you so you're competing all that kind of stuff how did you get your first you were telling me obviously before you before we started your first uh, commentating job um so especially through competing you just meet people mm. in the uk and irish scene it's a small world everyone kind of knows each other um and when i came to university i think I, so for, for competing i was never being paid 
never being paid but i was putting like 10 hours a day into the game okay. and that's what you have to do and i just couldn't hack it at that stage yeah i went to university after like two years and i was like you know what i just want to enjoy university and um maybe october time so like a month in uh, i was like settled in university and i get i get a i get an at on a tweet and i was like looking for a commentator uh for this time and mm. i messaged him because i knew him and i was like yeah I'd, I'd, I'd love to give it a go because I, I i i dabbled a little bit in streaming so i that summer i was like full-time streaming i was streaming every single day yeah and we'd pull up games and just like commentate over them but it'd be like more jokey type things uh and we'd have like a group of six people in the call and we'd be like watching uh uk games for instance sure um and so i went on to this tournament and it was like a legit seated tournament that paid well had decent teams and i was there like how the fuck have i got yeah. here um and i hop on the commentating on the first day and there was this american and english guy that i duoed with in two different games and they both said to me afterwards they were like that wasn't bad like this if for your first time that wasn't awful like mm. it's obviously not great but that was genuinely not bad and a big part of that because i had such a good knowledge about the game that a lot of people wouldn't have because i'd played at a high like a decent level yeah, yeah. um and it was at a very busy time in like the circuit so there's a tournament that a lot of the higher people wouldn't be caring about so i ended up just picking up like so many games and ended up doing like the semi-finals of the tournament in the end oh like, really yeah like i ended up doing like the semi-finals i did like a lot of the playoffs and the group stages made a fair amount of money and sat there and went oh fuck yeah. like this is <laughs> this like if this is a thing um and the only issue is that um in esports when you start off you tend to like stream your you stream the game yourself and you commentate over it like it's a very self-produced thing okay um, so you there's like organize it there's like leagues where you can get the ip for free yeah and orcs would like pay you to be like can you i'll pay you a tenner to stream our game and stuff like that okay um so i couldn't do that because of university because the wi-fi is really bad mm. um and the end of the year was just very slow and i came into the new year and i was like ah like it was fun while yeah. it lasted that'll probably be it and this is where my best friend b-dog or brandon comes in who i used to compete with he's uh i've known him since like 2017 he's um he works as an accountant or worked as an accountant and he messaged me out of the blue hadn't spoken to him in like four months and he goes look freddie like and, and he, he won't mind saying this he was like look freddie i fucking hate my life um i'm doing accounting it's boring as shite i want to do more i see you're doing this stuff is there any chance that we can do this together mm. and i was like can you stream and he was like yeah and i was like let's give it a go because like, i've known this lad since 2017 i've camped with him i've gone to like games i've gone yeah. to events with him uh and we both sat there and we went like if we're gonna do this we're gonna do it um so at the start of last year on january the 6th was our first ever cast together sure and by the end of the year we've i've casted in front of 50 50, uh, 50 000 people Fuck. he's casted some of the biggest events of the year um i've interviewed like Carrigan after he the the, the 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 captain of phase after he'd won one of the biggest events of the year we basically just took the year and went we're gonna go full-time even though we're not full-time yeah and he quit his job middle of summer uh we both got the full-time contracts together in summer and i'm still at university so i'm technically not full-time but out. i would be full-time nice how did you get the interview with phase actually did you just bump into him or did you just so <laughs> at events we'll, I, we can come on to this maybe a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, in the well, past, but yeah. like um like I'd have a press badge and we'd be in the press area. Mm. So I've interviewed two phase players before. Um, at the events, uh, like you have like a press area and uh, it's very different each event. But some events you just have like, they finish the games and you just grab them after the games. Yeah. Some events like the one I interviewed them at is a lot more professional and they have like press times. So they'd have like, you have an hour, the players are gonna be here, get an interview. Mm. Yeah. All right, okay. 
Um, yeah, so you send me the the champion of champion things. Like, if you want to talk a little bit about that, because that looks yeah. like it's going to be fucking huge as well. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's just very new. Like, so the, the people who are running it aren't new to esports, so right. they would have done a lot of stuff in the past. And yeah, it's like it's basically just a lot of games. And it's great for firstly the teams because like they're they're giving so many teams so many chances to play uh, on HLTV, which is like a website which has like the database um, and it has all the live games, but they have a, a standard to play out. So it's not always easy to play on HLTV. Okay. And these games are always being featured on there. Every single game's on there. Um, and then for commentators like me, it basically just started my career. Like as in like it was like the thing that like properly just like blew me up where I was commentating maybe like three times a week to pretty much every single day um and like we're doing it's a it's a, it's a lot it's very hard um and it's across seven different regions i was saying so you got north america south america and then just like west europe north europe south europe central europe east europe uh and so it's four online tournaments and you get points from that so like if you win you get 150 points for instance and after those four online tournaments there's an offline tournament which is on LAN okay. very small only like eight teams you have three qualified and then five invited as uh, so a top three from the first four online tournaments mm. will go to the offline tournament so we actually have the first one starting next month uh, it's the Central Europe one it's in Malta um, it's, it's looking, in Malta? yeah nice oh, <laughs> won't get on to do you get home. to go to Malta? um we're getting on, I, okay, we'll get yeah, wait, wait, okay, when, yeah. When's this podcast coming out? <laughs> uh, it'll be out uh, probably f- Friday. I will not say. Okay. <laughs> I, will, I will. I will. I will. Um, that's something I'm. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to speak about. Okay, it might be out next week now. As next well, week. So. Well, okay. <laughs> but um, so hopefully I will be involved in that. Okay. Um, and it's but yeah. So then they do that for every single t- uh, region. Times it by two. So you have four online, offline, four online, offline. Can you attend the LAN meetings? The land, sorry, the land meetings, the land uh, games, matches. Pardon? Can can people attend them? Like, oh, so no, so these, so these are all like the studio ones are like closed doors. Closed doors. So okay. um, it will literally be a couple press, um, photographer, the admins, the players, the people who are working on the event. That's it. That's it. Okay. And I personally love those events because it's very like close knit, and you don't yeah, have the tension like, and it's fucking huge as well. It, on the room. Yeah, <laughs> it's just nice. It's very relaxed. Like you get to actually speak to people. No one's really that stressed. Um, so there's going to be basically just like a lot of just CS, mm. and there's a lot of money in it. So every online tournament is fifty thousand. Um, so if you win, you get like I think twenty two thousand, and then the offlines are a hundred thousand. So it's like millions and millions. I think it would be about two point. 2.9 or 2.8 million in online tournaments. I think they had 3 million listed today yeah. when I went on to and then And then the 500,000 for the finals, which would be the big one. Yeah. That would be the attended. And like when this all got announced, a lot of people were very spe- uh, skeptical because it's like, that's a lot of money. It's a very big plan. Yeah. What? And so far, it's working out surprisingly well. <laughs> and so like we're doing a lot of content on the side. So... The podcast I hosted it alongside Brandon, who I was talking about. Yeah. We grabbed one of the like one of the players from Central Europe, and we had like a two hour conversation with him. Super cool. So we're like we're doing, and then like I've got a top ten players coming out in a few days. Where like they were like, oh, can you record this video for us and like make it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And then so I also do stuff on the side. I would I would do freelance stuff when I get the offer, mm. but I would definitely prioritize CCT. Like it's just just my like full-time job now yeah. pretty much yeah sure why would you not like if yeah. it's going that well like <laughs> do you know what i mean oh uh so the next question that i have for you was um 
What what's happening at EEM Katowice? Katowice. So that's in Poland. So this would be a so this is for like my journalism side of it. Yeah. So I was talking about like the UK CSGO. Uh, I also do a lot of freelance stuff. So the people I went to clone with them and you basically go there and like you just record interviews and you mm. record content. And I was talking to you about how like you just there's a press area. Um and it like as long as you have a press badge. The players will just give you an interview because if you're there, you're there for just a reason. Like it, it, if if <laughs> if you've got there, you've got there for a reason. Yeah. Um. And so I'm in a position now where I know a lot of the players, I know a lot of the talent, like the commentators. So I'm looking to get like longer form interviews done as well. So it's a um one million dollar event. It's part of like a massive one million. Yeah. And Jesus. there's like it's part of so it's called the IEM, which is the Intel Extreme Masters. Um, yeah. And there's like. A lot of them per year and you go to like cologne so the katowice one it's been going on for like eight years it's a big it's it's one of the cs events of the year um and cologne when i was there in summer another one of them it's like oh. one of the cs events of the year stadium will have like i'd say twenty thousand people in it um Fuck. it's gonna be like online they'd reach well over a million views it's one of it's gonna be great fun for starters just long days like we'd be doing 15 hour work days four of them are drinking um that's not work <laughs> no you, you'd be like i'm saying this now you'd be surprised because if you don't go out drinking in the evenings with everyone you don't meet anyone mm. it's a big you don't it's have a to drink, though you don't, okay you don't have to drink <laughs> but it's a it's a very big part of it of going out and having the social and like meeting people well, sure how do you think how i get half my guests yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, so I'll be doing interviews there. Um, I'm going with Esport Fire, which actually are a skin website, um, and yeah, they I saw that, and they're yeah. trying to like branch into um, like esports. Uh, and the guy who runs it is lovely. I've, I met, I met him in Cologne, and like we worked together in Cologne, and he went, "Fuck, that went really well. Let's do more." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." Um, so we're but we're literally in and out. Like it's the play, we're only doing playoffs, and it starts is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I land in Poland at 10 a.m. Friday. Uh, we'll get to the event like two hours before the first interviewing session, and then we'll be um, on the Monday. We'll be leaving to go to the CCT event. Oh Jesus! So okay, it's so like it's, a long day. it's, it's a long week, like yeah. in and out pretty much. We're like and but um like I have like my whole friendship group are there. Like like I my like a lot of my friends all work in press, so we're we're all gonna be there, and it's like the boys in Poland pretty much as well <laughs> and um what was it you sent me this thing that i found it was uh quite the uh hcg thing the funny thing what i couldn't get over that was that they said there was a lack of funding but they're doing crazy cash money at it though as well yeah it was a uh, oh absolute, so if you want to by the way explain it because like i'll butcher obviously shit show yeah, of an event yeah. so this was like my first event this right. was back in like late february march i got contacted um well we, yeah we got contacted and we they were like we're doing this like 300 like a, a, a lot of money it's like 280k prize pool that's what that's why i thought i was like and where like, the hell is gonna... <laughs> we saw it and it did look pretty dodgy okay but we went we're gonna get a lot of experience and we did we got a lot of experience of it and we met a lot of people through it mm. because people were like messaging us being like hey like do you need help with it because like they saw the shit show afterwards so we ended up meeting a lot of people for it and it kind of worked out in the end all fine um but we went into it and me and b-dog we did so much we did like I'd say like between us like half the tournament, a lot of games, um, and we were owed a lot of money. Um, and comes around to the end, the the end of the the tournament and the playoffs, they wanted to do it like in Portugal. So we were like offered this like this was like again first tournament we've ever done like big tournament. Yeah, and we're there be being like, Jesus, like this is our break. 
Um, and then the week we're supposed to go to Portugal, we're like, why aren't our flights booked? All that jazz. We knew it was dodgy in the back of our heads. Everyone did. They turn around and like someone, like one of the head admins is like, oh my God, we got scammed. And it's like, bollocks. Yeah. Um, very hard time because it was like, even though we knew it wasn't that great in the back of our head, we still were like, we might be going to Portugal with all these great teams and we might be like, it's our like first big break as commentators and it was gonna be really exciting. In the end, not meant to be, but yeah. And then um, it like, I kind of sat there and I was like, ah, sure look, on to the next one. Twitter blew up. Everyone was talking about it because you have like teams who are paid, and no one's been paid still pretty much. Like, there was 180,000, I think, it was something in revenue that hasn't been paid. Yeah, out, like I, I'd crazy. say it's more than that. More than that. I, yeah. I'd say it's more than that. Like people not disclosing it. Like team, like so it's 180k prize pool, and then you have all the producers who haven't but been also, paid. Oh, so that's what it was then. The, yeah, Jesus, yeah. So the yeah. producers haven't been paid. Like some of the producers are owed like tens of thousands. And these are people who were like relying, like for me, it's not that bad. I was like, move on. Some of the production crew, there was like a massive production crew in portugal they're all still owed like a lot of money mm. and that was a big deal for them um and then yeah so twitter absolutely blew up and because we were part of it and because we were a very big part of it we were in the middle of it but luckily no one like everyone knew our involvement wasn't yeah. bad um so like articles were being written about us i was getting reached out for like quotes and stuff <laughs> and i was there like there really is no such thing as bad press like yeah <laughs> i was there like what's happening and like loads of commentators were like big commentators like messaging us being like do you need our help like what's the crack like let's like get us involved players were in my dms being like what do you know about this and i was there as a very fresh commentator being like uh uh yeah that's awesome i'm gonna turn off twitter for a week and just was like <laughs> i don't like this is not something i want to get involved in and um people actually got very negative outcomes because like some of the commentators were like very verbal about it and then other tournament verbalizing criticizing yeah and just being yeah. like this is what's happening and some other tournament organizers just went we don't want you part of our event if you're going to criticize. Yeah, especially like, oh, I imagine there weren't NDAs going around, but no, you should, no, you should no. probably wait and get the full facts before it goes straight on the attack. Yeah, and it's just a really funny, like, just to think, like, it's just something to think back on of like, at that period in time, I was like, this was like such like a big blow in my career. And mm. then now it's just like, oh, that was funny. <laughs> uh, you were touching on it earlier, actually, because like esports now, uh, like earlier before we started recording, esports, I think, uh, internationally like we're saying to you like Japan all that kind of stuff they have stadiums where it looks like the Olympics is going down when they have it yeah why wh wh do you think Ireland will ever get to the level that like because you were saying that it's not as large here as it is uh, elsewhere do you think it'll ever get to that level I don't think Ireland no, I think I, I don't think I think England could England could I, I don't think Ireland and why it, not do you what, is it just the is it an attitude thing towards it or Oh, 100%. The attitude yeah. thing does make a difference. Uh, government as well, big thing. So like, if you look at Denmark, the government is giving, like the president, like the well, prime minister, I guess, is giving speeches at esports events. You <laughs> have that level of like, and um, a Danish writer I work with, her mom, the reason why she's in esports is because her mom, who was like the mayor of Odense, which is a, a city in Denmark, was like advocating for esports and like brought one of the events to Odense. So like you have these people in these different countries who are just growing up with it. And um, I think in, in Ireland, it's definitely growing. You've got a lot of these organizations popping up now. So you've got Wild, who are co-owned by Usain Bolt. Oh, really? Gas. <laughs> and they've got like, they are definitely like on the rise. But then you look at, um, you look at these like Irish organizations and you've got Natives as well, who are another one who um, uh, uh, like um, Nick or like, Kurt Pittman, who used to like work in traditional sports, kind of like came over, like he used to work for, like Aston Villa and stuff like okay. that. Um, but you look at these these organizations, they don't have Irish teams. Mm. So they're like Irish organizations um, who are like based in Ireland, but then don't have Irish teams because Irish players are just, there's just not enough good Irish players. And um, I think 
it's just yeah it's just like the the people like no one knows about it like i, mm. I talk to my friends and they're like oh what you do I'm like oh i'm an esports commentator what the fuck's esports no one knows what it is whereas in denmark and these places everyone just knows the word and it's a lot more accepted like i know people here would definitely look at what i do and be like oh mm. you nerd and stuff like that and i'm like oh well i i, I make a full-time living off it and like all this stuff and people just don't understand that and i think the government plays a very big part in it so in england they are starting to push it a little bit more and like esports wales is funded by the government in wales so you have these like um small um organizations starting to grow i think that's a very big part you can't just throw money at something and it blow up it has to be a very gradual thing where they start just like I, I wouldn't I, this is something like I would want to know more about it like how it just started in Denmark but I think it's like a big part of it would be like maybe just teaching people about it and being like this is a legit thing because I was saying to you in Denmark they like it's part of their curriculum and someone that I'm friends with yeah, I find that insane like, yeah I find it's that crazy because like, the only games that we would ever play when I was in school were like the magic school bus things like they were yeah. learning based games not not the idea that you'd be able to play, sit down and play CSGO or even any they any kind of learning. competitive game at all, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I never have played it. Yeah. Well, that's like I guess that's like the the, the social attitude towards it is a very negative thing. Mm. Um, but even like you were saying, like the magic school bus to learn. Someone I was in Denmark with um, not too long ago. He his job is to like turn CS into a school learning game. So he go he has like two schools that he like gives them like a curriculum and they play CS and the teachers teach them like maths and team building and stuff like that mm. through CSGO. So it's like they've incorporated a competitive game where people want to play it and they're teaching them like life like values while also getting better well, shooting at CS. People. <laughs> In a weird like it works, that's the thing, and it's crazy. How sorry? How does it work? I I didn't go into too much depth yeah. about it, but he was like, and they're bringing it to Ireland a little bit, and I was talking to someone about it, and it's like, um like the the stuff you learn making it more enjoyable and accessible and it's almost like tricking the kids into learning mm. so like they're playing cs and all they think is that they're playing cs however they're learning about uh like how to deal with money for instance how to like teamwork how to communicate with people and that's a very good life lesson to have like teamwork and communicating with people so the kids don't understand they're learning this but they are mm. they just think they're playing cs and they're like oh it's gas <laughs> however they're actually learning so much more and it's very tailored to do that um and then like there are literally schools where like they're just esports schools like pro players uh, i know a swedish team two of them own a school and like oh. they literally go to school part-time um like the people and like they well they own like a department in a school and they have like a student like, like a whole like setup room um and from like two to four every day these players these kids will come in and play cs and they'd be taught by the best level in like a regular school like yep. a say school where and where, sorry where is this taking part in this sweden, sweden denmark every, like most schools have it where it will just be so instead of playing football kids go play in cs and they have teachers who oh, are so they just substituted for p is this yeah sports? Oh, right, pretty okay. much and then like um and they also have it as like um almost like a junior cert Oh, okay. they're, they're learning like business management and stuff like that um, in esports um, and it's just such it's become such a like normal thing mm. like I just go there and I'm walking around and like you just hear people talking about it and it's such a, and I, I just I actually don't know how you'd be able to get to that because it's how do you turn I think in UK and in Ireland it's just not a culture that would be equipped for it because people look at gaming and they're like oh nerd it's like how would you how would you come from that to what it's like in the rest of the world yeah it's like it's like i don't know like i like i stream on twitch have a few yeah. friends and all that kind of stuff that uh, stream as well but like i couldn't tell you any competitive irish streamer now to be honest 
I, like the only the only <laughs> the only Irish players that come to my mind are like <laughs> like Jacksepticeye and that kind of yeah. stuff. Do you know what I mean? They're, but they're not they don't competitively they're play. Just YouTube, they're just YouTubers. Yeah. yeah, they're not the same. Yeah, it's yeah. not the same thing. Um, do you like you said you don't know? Do you know any like ones to check out? I know one Irish streamer. Um, his name's Jack Igor, and he okay. does Valorant, and he's a lovely man, a great friend of mine. Uh, and he's blown up this year. He's definitely he's definitely great for like so. It's like yes, yeah, someone like him. Very interesting story. I've got an interview with him. I haven't published it yet. He hate, he's gonna he's killing me for it. But it's a very <laughs> long interview. Um, he basically said like, look, he got bullied as a kid, like when he was at school for streaming. And, streaming yeah and now he's just like literally like one of the faces of valorant and all his friends are like they used to bully him are like oh my god yeah, yeah, nice yeah. nice nice <laughs> and like that's the problem you have that still type of mentality of someone sees someone like a twitch streamer because it's, it's not the normal when it becomes a normal it'll be fine but as it's not a normal thing yet people will criticize you for it and then as soon as they're saying oh this guy is sponsored by msi oh, i'm gonna go I, I know that brand i'm yeah, gonna go yeah, congratulate yeah. them and like i've had that with people which is the same with the same with everything. Like uh, you wouldn't get it as much with traditional sports, for instance. If you see someone competing in football or in or in gar or in, or in hurling, oh, it's, it's yeah. like they're like even if they're fairly shite, you have everyone going, "That's so cool! Oh my god, that's really cool!" Mm. Yeah, yeah. You do. I do. You do see what kind of more niche things like I like. There's friends of mine now that are that have been in bands. Where some people are going like you're still doing music, and then when they, you know, when they get something yeah. successful, they're just like, "Oh my god, I love that band!" It's like you weren't, you didn't fucking love them two years yeah. ago. <laughs> I think that's the problem of just that's a society thing. Like, yeah, you, you, I, I actually thing, don't yeah. know. Like, what, do you think there's, a, there's like something to fix that? Uh oh, god, no. I think that's just like you could you could normalize these things as much as possible, and people will still just find a way to be just be like, yeah. "Oh, that's kind of like even like uh, even like with so, something as simple as painting or reading a book or something, isn't that like I. I've been reading a book recently. My friend is slagging me for reading books. I'm just like, what the fuck? How, what's wrong with that? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like, like not. A, and obviously, I'm not trying to make a career in reading because you can't. You but should enjoy kind of, reading a book. But that's what I mean. It's this kind of like people just. I think people just want to har- just want to have a go every so often. Yeah. It's just it's just a human nature thing, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, it's funny mentioning books. Really off topic. I've actually started reading poetry. Oh really? Because like, reading? Uh, oh fuck no. Every, oh, fuck um, no. Okay. Just like a little creative <laughs> like poetry book because it was like to improve like my because um do you know. Peter Drury the football commentator no. he does like all the English stuff and he's like popped up on like TikTok and YouTube and I was listening to his stuff and it's like he basically is a poet and okay. he's a commentator but he's like basically a poet and he, he, he like it's not like intense poetry where it's like thou art will do this mm. it's just like putting poem like similes and all these things in a sentence and make like he, he'd like write it out before he commentates and I looked at that and I went I could do that Mm. Uh, and I've just basically just started like I've got like a Google Docs where I just like basically just like read poetry and be like oh that's a cool sentence I'm just gonna replace this word with this word and I'm gonna use that tomorrow and it's like sign that like I've been doing this like I think it's actually pretty like, well just sure fun. it would help you improve it would improve your journalism skills I would imagine yeah. if you just have a better just grasp I'm not saying you're a bad writer but do you know what I mean like you could, there's no yeah. harm in reading other stuff especially out of your you comfort can always zone improve. as well you can always improve you can always improve, always yeah, improve. Yeah. Um, how did you actually get good at writing do you know did you did, was it just by sheer just, just doing it constantly or were you did you study it or so i think firstly i'm i'm awful at maths okay like, I, i've got quite bad dyslexia um so growing up in school i always struggled with like maths and sciences and it's like for a levels i did you know all the essay subjects so yeah. that definitely would have helped and I, I did go to quite a decent school before coming to ireland so oh yeah i'm, I'm english by the way like, obviously tell. yeah obviously <laughs> sorry that was some of complete like I, i've moved over here for college um so i think that definitely helped yeah and then so sign with like csgo writing 
it, it, it draws on with the commentating stuff. I have got a very good knowledge about the scene, especially in the UK, that mm. a lot of people wouldn't have. So that was kind of one of my um, like valuable points. If I can think of stuff that happened two years ago that everyone would go, oh, w- wouldn't have thought of that. They wouldn't even like have thought to research it. Mm. And like I have, yeah, just the end stuff like that for instance and also great editors so especially with something like uk csgo we're not big but we have a very experienced team on the like outside because it's for instance like the lads i was with yesterday i was talking to you about that are all going to poland like the irish scene they're like top level writers and i can message any of them and go oh look can you edit this piece for me mm. because i just have and like um adam conway he is um uh, a writer for xda i don't know if you know what that is it's like no. the biggest like phone company they do reviews okay so i have him on speed dial just being like, of, phone, of mobiles is yeah, yeah and like technology and stuff yeah, yeah. so i have him on speed dial and go hey look can you just like it's like a short little piece can you edit it for me and make notes for me and he'll go yeah sure send me back half a page of notes and go this is what you can improve on this was really good and i same with commentating i just had this massive like um like uh support circle around me and i just utilized it mm. and i'm still like just again doing a lot that helps as well T- um trial and test and then just reading i like i will like firstly i enjoy doing it because it's like i enjoy reading um this person's opinion piece on this but that's how you improve you see what they are writing and you go that's a really like i picked up whereby it's such a simple word and now it's a core part of my writing so it's a very <laughs> easy like joining word to join on sentences and you can interchange it with whatever mm. and just like reading and talking to people as well the be- the only way you can learn is by talking to people who are better than you figure out what they do and i call it the yunk and twist you take what they do you pick a twist on it and you put it on the paper mm. and you can do that with anything Oh yeah. Um, who do you think at the mo- at the moment would be your top player at the moment? In in as you which oh. I wrote that question before you told me that it feckin changes. What like once every? I month. think the player though. No, the player. Player simple. no. He's this Ukrainian guy called Simple. Um, oh, I, and, I know. Like, I actually even I know Simple. The <laughs> like there's we were actually because like I had the lads staying at my house tomorrow uh, last night who were going to Poland. So my okay. flatmates were obviously like, oh, esports. Yeah. Who's the best player in CS:GO? <laughs> so we've actually had this conversation recently. You could um. So in a lot of games and a lot of sports, like for instance tennis, you have like the the golden three or four or five that are like yeah. these great like Rafael Nadal, Andy Murray, who are like interchanging Serena like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and like you um you could uh, like the argument for top one is very contentious in esports. You have a very clear top one, and then top two could be like twenty players. It's a very interesting um, ranking system. Yeah. Why why is that though? Is it you just have, because of the level of tournaments that they're I think in, it's or? a lot of tournaments and the fact the game's been around for 20 years. Like you have someone mm. like Get Right, he's a Swedish guy who's retired now, was the best player in the year, best player in the year like 3 2 years in a row in like 2014, 2015. So you could give him an argument for second best and then Cold Zero who is a Brazilian guy who again has dropped off now but was the best player in the year 2 years in a row and you have and then like all these other players but then Number one, simple. You can't argue that. He's just, <laughs> it's the consistency. He's been competing since like 2014. He made top 20 when he was like, like second year playing and has been the best year. And he's, he's the only player to have won the best player of the year three times. Three oh, only. He's only, the only, he's, no, he's the only, only person ever to do it. To do it three times. Three times. Uh, I think it was two years in a row. And then last year he didn't win it. And this year he did. And just like with with a player with CS:GO, what do you think makes them a good player? Like, wh- like wh- out, out of everything that, like, what do you think would be the mo- as a, somebody who yeah. competes themselves as well, or are used to at least? Like, what would you say would be the top characteristics of a player? Just drive, drive. Like, you have to be so consistently always 
looking to improve, watching others. Um, it's very similar to traditional sports in that manner. Good mental. You have to have a good mental because if you're playing, like the circuit's very intense. Mm. Um, and a, a thing about CS is that a comeback is never impossible. You see it a lot. You have to have the mentality to be able to like reset at every single round and go into it completely fresh. Um, and also just like you do, like it comes down to the point and like someone like Simple, he's just naturally talented. Mm. And also time. That man's got like 30,000 hours in the game plus. You put him in a scenario, he's been in that scenario 20 times within the last week already. And it's like, that's also, like, that's just a big thing. Like, you see, you have to just play the game a lot. And mm. you have to also be, I think you have to be very mentally and physically fit. You have to, like, I, I'm always a big advocate of just doing, like, exercise, going for walks. And you see a lot of the better players now. It's exactly what happens. Oh, that's All the thing. Yeah. I've noticed it as myself as well. Like, you see them do their any press thing stuff. Like, even with, um, what's, the, what's the team that ACU was on? Um, for Apex. Anyway, they're all fit looking. They're yeah. no, they're none of these kind of, you know, Trolls. the stereotypical <laughs> yeah. gamer look that people like to put forward. They're all very fit looking. Yeah. yeah. And a big part, like um, teams have physiotherapists, teams have dietricians, mm. um, everyone, like you've got like um, a very interesting interview I did with someone in, in Cologne with one of the face players. He has a, a so the team have a psychologist, like a sports psychologist, mm. and then he has his own personal one. And that he's talking to them like every day. He's he's so he has to be mentally and physically very fit. And if someone can keep up on that, um, you're, you're sorted. But I think yeah, it's like the the values wouldn't be too far from traditional sports of just like putting in the time and just learning and just mm. being consistently able to adapt and then just having a good mental, having a good mental. Um, yeah well sure like even the, the dietitian thing comes back to my head because like if you're not eat, I know if you're not eating if you're eating like shit you can't think properly yeah. as well like um, what uh, are you playing any other video games at the moment love a bit of Call of Duty a <laughs> little bit of Call of Duty the, the which, one, which one the, like oh, just the brand new one like, War, what's it called the, the, the World War what, what's, is it the Battle Royale thing is no it, or, just like just, oh, like, just the actually, game just like bulk, like we just hop um, a big like it's a very like I can just sit there and just like not think and like <laughs> um like all, all my friends play it and that's why i bought it yeah. so like we, we all work in esports um and like they play a lot of football manager they play an obscene amount football, of football. manager oh my god everyone in esports plays football manager i don't get it i've never it played be, it i can't it pick up type of game can't pick either. up on it yeah everyone <laughs> plays it it's actually like i feel like i need to play it just to join him because like ev like everyone plays it in don't esports you don't, even, you don't even play the match in, in football manager no you watch it you sim it yeah, you, yeah. yeah and like oh my god everyone watches it uh plays it and then like oh bit of pro clubs on fifa again everyone kind of <laughs> like it's so much it's like these like games you can turn off and out of just, all, like, yeah like out of all the of unwinding games i did not think you were gonna say football manager <laughs> oh yeah because like yeah and then like people um yeah a lot of people say you should play it uh also i know um i play a lot of hearthstone What's the, the card, it's like a really like this is nerdy now okay it's like a card game and like it's just like each card is like different and then you get like gold and you can like play cards and you play um i, I play like the battle royale version it's called battlegrounds and you have like eight people and you have turns um and like each card has a different like type and stuff okay. it's super nerdy and me and brandon play it together oh, no, like were, yeah did you ever play the witcher 3 yeah, uh, didn't play it, but it's similar. The card game, the I think, is, yeah, yeah, Gwent would be very, very similar. I spent more time in Witcher 3 playing Gwent than I did doing anything else yeah, in the game. <laughs> makes sense. Um, it was unbelievably addictive. <laughs> yeah, I actually, like, I don't have the time to play CS that much anymore. Like, you don't I, play it, no? I, I try to play as much as possible, 
but like just don't have the time and mm. a lot of the times if i've got like a seven hour six hour work day the last thing i want to do is play cs especially when you've been looking at it all yeah well. and I've, i think a big part of that is just taking care of burnout and making sure i don't slip into it again mm. um and like if i'm just constantly cs cs yes and that's why university is so good because i finish finish commentating for the day had a long day had a long week walk into the kitchen it's always something happening in our kitchen mm. i'm going like oh um keen on you want to go grab a coffee stuff like that and that's why i think university me being at university still is so good because i've always got people around me I, are you are you living on campus? And yeah. Oh, nice. So okay. handy. Yeah, yeah. So handy. No, I never had that luxury now when I was, but I would have loved it. But I don't. I don't think I'd get any work done though. To be honest. <laughs> I get. Yeah. That's. Oh, yeah. It's it's hard sometimes to be able to be like, no. Mm. And a lot of my friends have under like understand now about my work. Um. Yeah. And like sometimes I'm just like, look, I can't come out because I've got like I start work at nine a.m. tomorrow. I have to be up at six thirty. Sorry. Is there any upcoming games that you're looking forward to this year? Don't I, know. I don't know. Like we, we were talking about us last night. We like I wouldn't classify us as gamers because we we just play one game. Yeah, I suppose so. Just games. Yeah, you know, like what would you call that? Like we just we like I like you'd almost separate esports and games into two different categories because like I like I couldn't tell you anything about the gaming world anymore. Really? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't... Skyrim? Love a bit of that. Love a bit of Skyrim. That's pretty much it. Hmm, okay. Do you not get sick? Do you not get sick of it after ever so often? Just go like, oh no. Some like especially because with the CCT stuff, like it's full time. Yeah, and that I think there were like that was the first time I ever woke up for it. Like you're waking up at seven seven in the morning on a cold November's day. It's dark outside. You're starting at nine a.m. and like you you're just in bed. And you're like, oh. yeah. and like I that was the first time I properly had like a little bit of a. I just want to go back to bed yeah yeah um <laughs> and over summer i like i worked i i just worked like i didn't do anything else but esports um and i was like creating content and i was doing like everything i could possibly do and i got to the player break so the last event before the player break was germany i was in cologne the biggest events of the year for the finals i turned to my mates and i go why do you guys want to go grab to like go to chipper and grab food like the last thing i want to do right now is watch cs mm. and i went for a bit of like a phase of just like like just just too much and like I sat down, I was like, I just I'm just doing too much right now, <laughs> and like I'm just tired, I'm stressed, um, and yeah. And then I went home and gave myself four days and went, I want to go back to CS. <laughs> like I just like f- four days into my break, I was like, I'm bored now. <laughs> but then um, over Christmas, I gave myself a really good break. I was um, didn't touch my PC for like two weeks. Big part of that because I was in I was in Belgium working, um, so like that helped. And like it wasn't CS, it was equestrian. Um, oh yeah is this yeah. where you had the photography yeah, that yeah and like commentating stuff so that was like a nice change up a nice change of scenery but um i'm very conscious this year about like diet as well mm. my diet last year i just wasn't eating <laughs> um because i was just busy um and like taking care of myself a lot more um the question thing actually jumping on it the photography has that all because you did for you did the photography at yeah. that event has that always been a passion of yours just as well, like or? yeah just like i find I, i've worked this year with some of the most talented photographers like i'd say in the world mm. and i see the stuff they make and it just it like it gives me so much motivation and like i'm like i want to do that not out of like a job just just to yeah, be just, like i like this is a really cool thing i can produce and that's what i did with the question didn't get paid for it however i was like I love seeing like the amount of people I made smile mm. and the amount of people that were like, oh my God, this is like the coolest photo you've ever got. Cause I was doing a lot of candid photos and they were like, oh my God, it's like the coolest photo you've ever got of me. And I was like, that's, that's <laughs> grand. Yeah. And um, so we have like, 
because I, because I've got my camera right now. Um, I use it for like videos and, and photography. It's like fairly decent. Um, in the UK event we're going to next month, I'm going with UK CSGO. So we're like creating like a gallery and sure. we're going to do like a lot of stuff with that. Cause again, players at this level don't always get photos. So it's like, I want to give them that. What do you mean? They don't always get photos. Like they, like, even when they win, nobody takes have, a photo of them. Oh yeah, we would. But like at these smaller events, smaller like, event, these yeah. like, yeah, like you wouldn't have a photographer you'd have a photographer there at the event and if you get to the finals you get your photos yeah, yeah. If you're not at the finals sure look mm. and what what is actually just to care what is the what is the wildest thing you've ever seen at one of these events oh definitely craziest thing i've seen germany this summer uh the grand finals was a best of five um normally they're best of threes best right. of five it's like a seven hour game jesus christ the game ended at 11 p.m how long how long is a normal csgo a normal game? map so a map like, takes anywhere between 40 uh, 40 minutes to an hour and 20 can go longer because of like overtimes yeah so this is a best of three normally takes i'd say three hours on average three three and a half hours right. long games always That's a long game best yeah. of five seven hours deep like the game was going overtimes every single map was going to the absolute like limit gas series is it always bombs by the way or is do they do the hostage situation just, well? just, just bombs just bombs yeah. yeah um and then so you're on the the, the last map it's like 14 14 best of 60 so it's first 16 14 14 super close the crowd like it's 11 p.m on a sunday crowd still full full everyone's going mental and phase pull out this like crazy play where someone on nuke just runs and he just basically like just holds w and kills three of them crowds Jesus. going fucking crazy <laughs> like it's like such a rat like he's just throwing they've, they've gone from being like very passive very like conditioning just good cs to him probably the players going let me do this yeah. and it works out perfectly crowd goes absolutely crazy and because we're in the press area we're like right at the front so i'm in the middle of all of this and i'm like what is going on and then you you like the the very next round is 15 14 match point series point they do the exact same play works out the exact same way and like everyone the crowd's just going absolutely crazy because it's like this this team they've just basically secured themselves as the best team of 2022 they've won like there's no team that has won everything that they've won in the year mm. and it's just like they've done it in such a crazy fashion and everyone's there like wow also we did an interview at that night at midnight like we literally were doing interviews <laughs> at midnight oh i could think of nothing worse than doing an interview at midnight <laughs> and then because like so that the arena and then the arena gets closed yeah. So we're editing the video on the bridge of Cologne, walking back to our host, like our hotel, and like publishing it using my 5G on the bridge of the like, because it's like just to get it. Out it's just so else. like that yeah. for me just capitulates just how like scuffed it sometimes gets of just like you're there like on a bridge in Cologne like trying to f uh, uh, like publish the interview and the interview like popped off. It got like for us 8K views on an interview, fairly decent. decent. Um, yeah. and like it was good fun. And then obviously. Oh, the next day, travel day was awful. 13, 14 hour travel day. I got home at 2 a.m. Oh, Jesus. 13 or 14 hours from Cologne? Yeah. Where were you going? England. Oh, I shouldn't have taken that long. I, I know. <laughs> Don't worry, I know. <laughs> Isn't there an airport in Cologne? There was. Oh, there was, okay. Um, it was like, a, we were in the airport for five, six hours. And then when I go back to England, um, I missed my bus because we were so we were back so late. So oh, I had yeah. to like get somehow get home. And then it was the hottest day ever recorded. Um, so the train tracks melted. Oh, so just a really oh, when was this? Uh, Midsummer, August this, time this year. Yeah, I remember that. Train yeah, tracks melted. I remember that. Um, somehow, like the train just appeared. Got to my train station at like one a.m. Dad was obviously asleep, and I was like, "Hey, can you pick me up?" <laughs> it's like I'm asleep. I was like, 
I want to get yeah. home. <laughs> What's mental about that is feckin' Cologne nearly flooded the uh, couple of months prior to that as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was crazy, crazy. hot. Like, yeah. it was ridiculously warm. Um, so, uh, I guess, actually, I have a, one, one more question about CSGO. Do you ever think there'll be a shooter that will go above it in terms of the co- uh, competitive sphere? Because many have tried. Valorant's <laughs> trying. Yeah. And I just don't think it's exceeding. Like, it's... I, I've tried it and everyone like I've been there I've tried it I've, I've casted it I've, either, I've no. played it and it just makes no sense to me and so in esports you have two different ways of dealing with the game a competitive stance you have CSGO who is just like go wild you have ESL Blast E-League all these different tournaments who just host their own tournaments and they have this own like little tour going on and then you have Valve who come in and go like I'm gonna give you 1.5 mil for a tournament every year or two tournaments a year Yeah, that's literally the only involvement we're ever gonna have the rest go wild and then you have valorant league of legends overwatch call of duty which is something called franchised where it's the they have a very um top heavy thing with it's like i know the overwatch league was the first thing and it's like the buy-ins these tournaments are like t- the leagues are like 40 million you have like eight teams the buy-ins are 40 million so it's like a, so you know in nba no one goes up or down yeah, yeah it's yeah. just one league so that's a franchise league yeah. so football is similar to what csgo has the leagues you go up and down as you be if you okay. go bad you go down nba um pretty much all of american sports are franchised so you have to buy into it and that means that the tier two tier three level is just non-existent because everything is at the very top so valorant is going into that now they in 2023 are a franchised game so they have this one massive tournament that's going to be really big and then you go down to the next tier nothing nothing yeah absolutely nothing like all the people i know who are competing at this level they have a tournament every three months and i hate that it's so unsustainable and i think that's the reason why no game a, a franchise game will attract all this like safe sponsorship because it's safe yeah you have maybe bigger sponsors coming in but then as an esports in general it's not going to grow as much and i think the game is going to die out um but it's going to be good like it's, it's going to have success but i just don't think it's ever 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 going to hit csgo unless cs just magically dies yeah but it's not going to though. it's just not yeah, yeah. it's because like it was popular when i was feckin 12 and it's that was te- uh 16 years ago and it's only getting more <laughs> popular as well which is crazy yeah. like it's um it just see it, it, i don't even know how to explain it it just never dies yeah it is mental like um i remember it's it's mad because like even when i played it recently um the control schemes are still very much the same like it hasn't so really changed much they just graphically it's different it's they've, they've updated the graphics but other than that it's pretty much the same game which yeah. is bonkers and it started off as a mod yeah, for a, um, for uh, Half Life. Gary ha- Half Life. Yeah, 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 it was a mod for that, which is insane to think of it as well. Because Half Life yeah. plays very similar to it. If you ever, play yeah, it. it's um, I haven't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have played it myself, but like I understand like what it is. Um, mm. but yeah, I like it's a very, it's it's great, and um, I love it personally. Like it's just, it's an addiction. I think that's very you can't, <laughs> evident. You can't, you can't get like I've been. Everyone's tried. Like parents have been like, stop. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm trying to think of games that I was like properly addicted to. Did you ever play XCOM? Oh god, yeah. I wouldn't again. Wouldn't have played it, but I would have watched like the old like the old playthroughs and stuff of it. Oh, it's, um, it's, I love it, but it's very difficult. And then yeah. Dark Souls would be the other oh, series. I've always once again. I, I think I might buy it for my Switch. And it's very frustrating. Travel days. <laughs> travel days. I think I might stop playing it. It's not a fun game. Like I've finished the first one now without dying. I'm currently practicing to That's finish really? the third one. Yeah, I can finish the first one in six hours. That's 
like really impressive actually <laughs> that's very very good well, i'm doing the third one now and i've nearly i've nearly done sekiro without dying as well i've got that's... a good bit in that too so that'd be my that'd be my type of games but then you yeah. put me in front of say apex legends or something like that which i play but i'm terrible at it yeah. i can't play it that's very good though. i also Six. refuse to play with the mouse and keyboard much oh. to my friend <laughs> yeah see I, I like i'm the other way around now like i started on xbox but now it's like i've got yeah like i can't i, I because of how much cs i played i am I can just you pick up a could game. Never go back. <laughs> oh, I, I can also just pick up any like shooter game yeah. and be like better than the average without have playing it like ever. Well, yeah, because we'll, the, it's the mouse which does most of the work the anyway. Same, yeah, yeah, it's the same idea. Like it crosses over. No, like friends of mine, like because like I said, I stream on Twitch and like followers will send me games. I just play this and it's like ah, no controller support, and they're yeah. like buy a fucking mouse. Just like, like it's then not that costs hard. money. I've got spare <laughs> mice. I will give you a mice. Like I, I, I've I'm been told gonna, that as well. I'm gonna let you. I'm, I'm not letting you sit here and still use. <laughs> I'll do it right in front of you now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, um, yes. Yeah, so this is the part where basically you plug what you have next. Plug um, what I have next. What do I have next? I have. Um, we have the thing in the thing. Yeah, busy. Thing I, I've got a busy February. I'm bring, I'm, I'm off to Poland for um, I am Kalavice. I'm there with Esport Fire. I'll be doing interviews there on YouTube, um, and then I still have. It, I I can't say something. I have no idea what I'm doing the next week. Don't know where I'm going to be. <laughs> I have no clue. I don't have a... I, it's very annoying because there's a lot of just like, I want to know. Um, and then I... The week later, I'm then going to England for Epic LAN, which is like our regional LAN. Uh, so it's a bring your own computer. It's a bring your own computer event. Oh, wow. You have like 50 teams that will show up and then uh, we're going to be covering it as press with UKCSGO. Um, and then I also do a lot of work with MSI. So I, they'll be there and I'll be doing content with them. And I'm hopefully going to be like, I did, I did a bit of, with them last year. And this year, I think I'm going to be doing like a lot of content with them, which is something I'm enjoying. Um, I'm, if you want to check out my Twitter, uh, at Grimirana, I like everything that I'm doing. You might want to spell that by the way. Oh, uh, it will be, it's like, it'll, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be, be tagged in the episode. That's yeah, pretty yeah. much <laughs> like the, the Twitter is like pretty much like everything that I do goes on there. Um, and then, so with the CCT stuff, you can find us on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash CCT underscore EN. Um, and I'm pretty like, whenever I, like, I'm always just on there in between like the events, especially I have this month is like, I'll be like, I, I get back and I'll be back from Poland for like two days. Both those days I'm on broadcast. Mm. Um, and yeah, my Instagram is freddy.pritchard esports. Very simple. Um, and <laughs> It'll be tagging the thing as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. honestly, I'm not. I'm not. I'm pretty sure it's just yeah. Like the the, the Twitter is like everything goes through Twitter. So if mm. there's anything you ever want to find out, it's always on Twitter. Very active on it. Yeah. And uh, the final question that I finish every interview with is, uh, uh, oh my god, I forgot the question. What do you enjoy most about what you do? <laughs> honestly, do you know what it is? I think it's 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 um, turning around to people who my whole life have been very critical of what I do and just being like fuck you uh and just like that's it's, not petty at all it's not oh yeah i like I, it, it might be petty but it's like being able to do what i love every single day meeting and now being like all the people that i grew up watching and all the people that i would seem like see as like these big figures just kind of like mingling around them mm. and being like associated with them is something that is still absolutely crazy to me and i i do have a bit like big imposter syndrome still being like why am I here? How have I got here? Mm. Um, but it's just like looking around and people who like I used to go to school with being like, I doubted you. Fair enough. You've done well. And like my parents as well being like coming to terms with it a lot more because of just being like, look, I'm in Germany in front of 30,000 people doing an interview. 
yeah and they're like oh okay like we can't can't sit here and like deny it anymore and like as petty as it sounds it's just like it's it feels great it feels amazing i'd say it does in thirty thousand people <laughs> watching you do something you yeah, love it's just like it, it doesn't feel real and it, it like i don't see it it's not real life like i it just doesn't feel real <laughs> what does that mean what do you mean <laughs> like me and brandon were saying like it's just not a real job like it can't be like it, it doesn't make sense that i wake up and i just like i scroll i go over to my desk and i talk in front of like eight thousand people on a regular and it's like that just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel real like okay. i'm just someone who really enjoys csgo and has somehow made money off it and like it just I don't know. It's like no, I I, yeah. I get what you're trying it's, to. It say. just yeah. doesn't like it doesn't make sense to me yet. And even though I've been doing it for like a year, it's like it's still just like, like I'm just like a 19 year old who just plays. You're 19. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake, that's so yeah. annoying. I just like <laughs> I, just, I just play games, and it's like, um, yeah. So the moral the moral of the story, guys. Oh, I will say I'm very lucky in the position I am. I did very well at school, so I always have that. No mm. matter what happens, I always have school. Mm. And like I'm finishing university. No matter what happens, I'm gonna have the degree. When you you probably finish what th- next year? Ne- you finish next year? Second year. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh well, best of luck with that as well. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, thank you so much for coming on. That's yeah, the end no of the worries. episode. And uh, yeah, I will link all your shit, the social media, not your shit, your lo- social media links and all that kind of carry on in. Perfect. But thank, thank you very you for much for coming me. on. Ah, no problem at all. You thank can come you back much. anytime. I'm well. I'd be more than happy to. No, genuinely, you can. Yeah. yeah. I say it to every guest as well. So that is the end of our episode for this week. I want to give a big thank you again to Freddie for coming on. You can check him out at Grimmy Ranner on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, if you really like the episode, please give the podcast a follow. It greatly helps us out. And if you're feeling very kind, you can leave us a review as long as it's a good one. That also helps us out. It puts us up on those charts, gets people more people to see it. So I'd very, very much appreciate that. And I guess, because I never get the chance to plug this, if you want to watch me play video games, uh, you can catch me at Assuming Fish on Twitch. I'm currently trying to finish Dark Souls 3 without dying. It's driving me nuts. But um, I'm so glad I get to plug that. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope you have a lovely weekend. Again, thank you so much for listening to the episode. And we'll see you again next week for a new guest and a new episode. And uh, I guess bye. Bye.